the balls the ball family the ball family gotcha which okay What's up, everybody? Welcome back to OTD. Before we get this episode rolling, I just wanted to say subscribe to the channel, check out our iTunes page, check out the TuneIn page. All those links and such can be found in the description down below. Leave us a like, leave us a comment, tell us what you like, tell us what you didn't like. Make sure to give us a follow on Twitter at OTD underscore podcast. We'll be tweeting out random stuff throughout the day. And with that, let's jump right into the episode. All right, everyone, welcome back to OTD. We're doing a little uh, little roundtable session here. Uh, Eric is out today, so I guess it's more of a triangle table, uh, as Carlos so elegantly put it before we started recording. Triangle offense, if you will. Triangle offense. Phil Jackson, where you at? Uh, all right, Carlos, so uh, what's your top story for today? Uh, my top story is 21 Savage. Oh. And, and what's going on with that young brother? That's a good one. Um, I myself, the big one for me is uh, new Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores, oh, former defensive plate caller for the now Super Bowl champion Patriots. What about you, Lou? I don't know, man. One of the things that caught my eye this week was the whole Lonzo Ball saga once again making okay. the rounds. Uh, so, yeah, we could talk about that. It's going to be an interesting one today, boys. Uh, so, I think. It's only fitting that we start off with uh, the 21 Savage story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that sounds good. Uh, so, as everybody's aware, everybody, I'm sure they are, um, he's going through this whole issue with um, possibly getting deported or, or, or in, the, in the deportation process. Right. Right. Um, and the the first thing that everybody looks at is the shock factor. What the fuck? He's getting deported. Right. That's the first thing, right? Second thing everybody looks at is, well, wait, where the fuck is he from? <laughs> yes. Right? And then after that, they start getting into the details or whatever. Um, Lou brought something up today <clears throat> that this has been my, this has been my beef with this the whole time. There's no reason why now you're going to want to deport this kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my beef with it is the timing is a little off. So I don't even, there's a bunch of, <clears throat> there's a bunch of things that I'm not even too sure about, but just the fact that they're, they're putting him in deportation process now and uh, it, within all the hoopla and all this other stuff, it's right after he says some controversial shit, right? And Lou brought it up. Lou, what was it? What was it that? Where was it that he? Mm, what was it yeah. the Tonight Show? It was the Tonight Show. Yeah, he showed up to the Tonight Show, and he mentioned the kids at the border. He mentioned ICE. He mentioned a lot of a lot of stuff having to do with immigration and shit. He's not really agreeing with, including the wall. You know what I'm saying? That that boy got put on a list. I don't care what anyone says. I, like I honestly hate to admit it, but that's a hundred percent what happened. He said that, and they said, "Ah, oh, all right, you want to talk that shit? We're gonna look into your past." <laughs> Which, 
again it is what it is uh, i don't think opinion matters in that much but i think I th- i'm almost positive that's what happened yeah for sure. i don't think that's coincidence like carlos said wh- why would that be why would it be now that they decide to do that that's what i'm saying like it's not like because he's not rapping about fucking bitches and, and and popping pills and shit so all of a sudden he, he came out and did that and then all that's it's it's, it's like retaliation but here's my thing i i didn't know so whatever it came out that he was gonna get deported back to england and everybody with the memes right which that's the that's the greatest part of this whole thing in my opinion i'm sorry the memes are hilarious right everybody with the memes now <clears throat> i haven't looked into like i'm not a 21 savage fan or i don't know much about him um i'm gonna look at something real quick just because is a british rapper wow this probably got <clears throat> updated like three no seconds i definitely ago. got it. wikipedia is what you're looking at yeah it, it literally got updated like uh, super bowl super bowl uh, sunday i'm looking to see where he came from in atlanta because here's my thing i don't know how many i don't know out of what the cobb county i don't know how many english people english couple that moved to atlanta <laughs> settle in like Bughead Atlanta or like College Park Atlanta you know what I mean and this dude didn't come from like the nicest part of town so I don't know how many of those people moved to to that to those areas and stay in those areas so you know I'm not I'm just I'm not with it man Lou what was well you you've been kind of quiet even at work when we talk about it you've been kind of quiet about it you saw the you saw what he did you saw what he did a couple couple days ago or four or five days ago yeah and then it started you know it made you think a little bit yeah and i told lou something else i said there's no way you're gonna tell me that you didn't know he overstayed his visa or was illegal or whatever years ago when you arrested his ass that's the other thing right it's not like he's it's not like he was squeaky clean or anything you know what i'm saying because one thing is like all right clean record he's never done a bad thing in his life so okay maybe he's slid under the radar but i mean this this man has a record no no not at all man all right so check this out he dropped out of high school right he joined the bloods but not like six nine like he legit joined the bloods was a full-time drug dealer then he did armed robbery grand theft auto he was arrested for it and they found contraband in this car which already this is after he dropped out of high school so this is after supposedly he came back yeah yeah, of course of course that would have been the moment that they would have seen that 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 to deport him right then in 2011 he was in the shootout and his best friend died his name was larry I don't know. That's not seem like a blood <laughs> name, but sure. And wow, then, <laughs> wow, fucking Larry out here. Uh, and then on his twenty-first birthday, he was shot six times in a different shootout, and his brother was killed. So all of these times, like he legit was in there, yeah. which makes me think he was on the police radar. Like he was definitely someone that they, he was affiliated, gang affiliated. He was selling drugs. He had previously been arrested for contraband you know attempted armed robbery all, all this shit and you're gonna tell me only yeah, now no. is when ice found out and he was 13 according to 
to the to the records, right? He was 13 when he got here. Mm-hmm. So come on. Nah, well, what, what what I find kind of uh, interesting, and again, I honestly I could give a shit less <laughs> give a shit less about 21 Savage and this story to begin with, uh, but what I find interesting is that one would one is inclined to believe that let's say you know especially in his position where he is a he's a hip-hop artist he's well known you know relatively speaking he makes music he's well off one would assume that if he were to go apply for residency that he could easily get it so it's kind of like okay it just does it seems like uh just seems a little unnecessary you know what i'm saying like I mean, again, I, I don't, I don't care for the legality of it. I mean, yeah, I mean, if he if he overstayed his visa, I guess you know he's supposed to be deported. But like, I mean, you're telling me he wouldn't be allowed back in at all? Like, I don't know. That's just there's something about that. Well, that's that's the thing, right? I say this as someone who, like, my dad had an overstay, so I'm really familiar mm-hmm. with the situation. My dad had an overstay. Obviously, he was older when it happened because it was around the time I was born. But he had an overstay, and the way that works is if you overstay your visa, if you get deported, you can't come back for 10 years. It's not forever, it's for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. But it's 10 years, dude. You 10 years, I mean, what's this guy now? Um, 26. Right. So he wouldn't be able to come back till he's 36. Arguably, if we look at the at how careers go in music, 10 years is a really long time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We don't we don't even know if by the time he can come back, he's even going to be relevant anymore. And he you would probably argue, won't. yeah, and you would argue that the only one of no, I'm not going to say the only reason he's famous, but one of the main reasons he is famous is for being uh, that underground hero in Atlanta, like that, like representing the South and shit. That's like his main thing. That's I mean, interview. That's what they called him, and that's when he when he you know blew up. So I don't know, man. And his career just started, man. He was in the freshman class. Well, I wouldn't say just started. He, he's been he's he's been doing his thing. He's been For doing three his years. Thing. Three yeah, years was on his twenty first. Not just here though. Let's you know. I'm just I'm just saying throw throw a little respect on his name. He's no, yeah, but I'm work. saying in the grand scheme of things, like, right? You're saying in relative terms. Yeah, in relative terms, in, like. Yeah. He, he's been around for what five years i mean five years is a good time to get established no, yeah, yeah. but no, yeah. he's reaching you. this peak right now and you're gonna cut him off right now yeah like, he's I done his know. thing that's that's for sure but that's what i'm telling you man i like, guess it's, it's just not shit it don't make sense yeah. i think the i think the bigger problem is more so the fact that like the timing of it like you said you know it's just it's really sus that it's okay you want to he speaks out against it and now is when you want because something like had this maybe been like two years ago, let's say, and it wasn't off the heels of him saying something, then maybe it's a little more like, oh, all right, well, you know, he got caught. But even then, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's it's a weird situation. Not, I mean, I guess they're not necessarily in the wrong because, again, he did overstay his visa. But at the same time, it's just like the timing's just weird <laughs> it is it is and the funny thing is two years ago he applied for a u visa so it he bum 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 so he did apply for one right which again it's it's fishy that if he applied two years ago they're waiting until now to deport him because i know for a fact 
as soon as the government finds out that you overstayed, that motherfucker sends you a letter and they don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. It's it's more yeah, about absolutely. Um, what's it called? What's the term again? It's more about appealing the deportation than it is about am I gonna get deported? Like for sure they send you a yeah they'll send you the deportation letter right yeah like right yeah, away yeah. like they're like oh shit you're here illegally you're fucking out of here and then yeah, the, here. the whole process is appealing it and going to court and then they tell you no again and you go to court again and that's what takes a long time so the fact that he applied two years ago and until now he's getting deported is also really fucking fishy man yeah it's like something's something you know doesn't smell right with this whole situation uh unfortunately i think personally i think this uh impacts it probably affects his fan base here in the states more so than him and i don't want to be an asshole by saying that either because i mean getting deported and having a you know move that's always gonna take a toll on you but i'm saying he is he is financially stable enough where you know he can very much thrive in wherever the hell they they put him but the reason i say it sucks more so for the fans here in the states is that like lou said you're not allowed back for another 10 years so no shows no tours no nothing in the states so any fan that wants to see 21 savage which he does have a fan base obviously they gotta go they gotta go to him which is unfortunate when the fan or consumer loses out because of something like this yeah that's that's big and another thing i want to add real quick about the u visa um for those of you who don't know a u visa isn't a regular visa it's a visa for people who have been victims of crimes which he is um who have suffered substantial mental or physical abuse which he has and are willing to assist law enforcement and government officials in prosecution for criminal activities so it's not like he was applying for a regular visa he said hey look i'm willing to work with 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 law enforcement if you guys need right so Mm. it's it's not even that he he hasn't been cooperative with with the government like he has so it's like it it the more you look into it the more it seems like hey look he's really trying to start his life over again he's trying to get away from the crime so it's not like he's a dangerous person he's he's willing to open up with the government he's looking he's looking to make things right and you waited two years for him to talk bad about you and now you're going to deport him i'm going through his instagram and i swear to god if i see a picture of this dude somewhere else in another country i'm gonna lose my shit because it means that he left the country and came back and nobody said anything <laughs> came back yeah yeah, yeah right. sadly enough the yeah. only ones of him in another country is him getting off the plane after he got deported <laughs> oh. son of some bitch son of a bitch <laughs> but yeah that's 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 my take on it man yeah i mean this is one of those that uh it, it's it's murky water but you know it is what it is unfortunately like we can say all we want about the timing and all that stuff fact of the matter is they're legally deporting him because you know and that's the part that I don't think the average uh, person is getting right now. But uh, anyways, uh, we can we can move forward. Uh, great topic, by the way, Carlos. Uh, I guess Next. we'll go into uh, my usual Miami Dolphins BS talking. So the Dolphins officially hired a for, now former uh, Patriots linebacking coach. Uh, slash defensive play caller Brian Flores as their new head coach. So 
even though the Super Bowl just happened and the season should be over. By the way, I guess congrats uh, to the Evil Empire for their six ring. But in any case, they finally made the hire official because it was basically since like the divisional round, they said they were going to be hiring this guy. But obviously you can't hire him so long as they're in the playoffs. And since they made it all the way to the fucking Super Bowl, they had to wait till the end of the damn Super Bowl. So they hired this guy. They're starting to fill out the rest of the coaching staff and all that. And I got to say, kind of like the hire because it's not it wasn't with the trend that this offseason had in which everyone was looking for the next Sean McVay. This was the one hire that was like, ah, this is a defensive guy. He comes from the Belichick coaching tree. You know, he, he was like a different sort of guy. And I kind of like that because it wasn't just following trends because everyone was looking for that next Sean McVay. And these and, and props to, to my Dolphins. They said, ah, we're going to go with the defensive guy. Hopefully it works out. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, he he coached a hell of a game against the Rams, holding that offense to only three mm-hmm. points. Uh, but yeah, only time will tell. But I'm I'm at least happy that out of the eight head coaches hired this offseason, we were the one team to hire a minority head coach. And I think that's worth something. Uh, fellas, what do you guys think? Do you, I, I know you guys aren't... Uh, quite the Dolphins fan that I am but when when you saw the hire what was your reaction to it ah, it seems it seems like everything's going according to plan <laughs> according to yeah, plan first it was nice. Danny Amendola oh here it is right now we got their offensive ah. now you got the defense defensive coordinator mm-hmm. we also hired their wide receivers coach he's our new offensive coordinator and the wide receivers coach so as you can see it's only a matter of time before we win six rings. Uh, exactly. Because that's how that works. Right. Now we just need to find the quarterback. Yes. And slot whoever the fuck can play. Yeah. Because we all know that the Patriots, and I say this as someone who just started watching the NFL this season that just passed, mm-hmm. like actually watching it and paying attention. And part of the things that I noticed that the Patriots, I think part of their huge success is the fact that they can slot whoever can play. Yeah. Literally, they don't need a superstar. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Edelman is fucking Edelman and Brady together are fucking crazy. Yeah. But, but at the same time, look at the people outside of Edelman. Gordon, that was the future of the franchise. Josh Gordon, and if we're being honest, really, that's who you were going for. Yeah, yeah. No. So if well, they were they were hoping to kind of rehabilitate him and, and kind of do what they did with Randy Moss in a sense. Where Moss was tro- had troubled Oakland days, and they're like, okay, well, we're gonna bring him in, and he's gonna right, fucking tear the, up the league. But that's the thing, right? Like, they can make any, they can try and make anyone into a good team player. So if they're taking yeah. all their fucking plays, and they took their defensive coordinator, and they 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 took their their wide receiver coach, and they took fucking Danny Amendola, like, <laughs> come on, come on, this isn't obvious to everyone. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> um, Carlos. So the thing is, <clears throat> I mean, about the guy, great, you know? Uh, he, he seems like a good, um, he seemed like a good um, candidate. Um, everybody kind of, kind of, you know, gives him a standing ovation for, the, for the, the show he put on at the Super Bowl or that the defense put up at the Super Bowl. And here's the and here's the crazy thing about that. 
on the surface, right. the Super Bowl seemed like a boring Super Bowl. And for for casual fans, it was an incredibly mm. boring Super Bowl. For the fans that are not even looking at the Super Bowl, they right, just right. wanted a halftime show. That was really trash. All right. That was really trash. Fuck you, Adam Levine. Looking like a Chipotle bag. You promised these kids sweet victory. And all I saw was some douche with his shirt off. So so I get that I get it from that part, right? For some of the some of the, 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 the fans that are a little more, you know, into the games, some people were saying that it was a bad Super Bowl. And I told Lou this during work and I was like, I thought it was a fantastic Super Bowl. I said, if you like big plays and a lot of touchdowns, yeah, then it wasn't a good a good you know, it wasn't a good show. Mm-hmm. If you like big plays on the defensive side of the ball, then you enjoyed a hell of a Super Bowl. I had texted you guys early during, you know, getting close to halftime. I told you, I told you the Rams are playing a little bit better defense, just because the Rams are not playing that good of offense. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's not like the Patriots had to go above and beyond. To, to stay relevant in the game, right? To stay in the game. Like, the, the Rams' defense really had to show up. Yeah. On top of the fact, it's Tom Brady on the other side, so you really have to show up. Um, But the Patriots' defense wasn't so great throughout the, the season. It was okay, but it wasn't... Yeah, it was more so serviceable than anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was that. It was It, was, it did its job. But it wasn't like it was a defense that everybody was like, you know. And that's in spite of some talent, because Stefan Gilmore is like, I think, uh, in like most categories, is ranked the top like defensive back in the league. Right. And their linebacking core is absolutely ridiculous. And the linebacking, yeah. So, so you, I look at it as it, they didn't have an amazing defensive play calling season. Um, they had a really good play calling during the yeah. Super Bowl and and even at that we saw well, we're not even in the game and we saw plays where we go yeah it's just the Rams didn't mm-hmm. make that play several instances of it's that. not like that it's not like yeah it's, it's not that it was that, that 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 they played amazing defense in that play it's just the Rams played sucky offense in that play they had some okay plays right some okay screens and whatnot but they had some plays that were crap when uh when this kid got hurt um yeah, yeah patrick chung uh chung right yeah he's the one he's the one that came out right when he got hurt the i think the second play mm. after he came back like to the sidelines yeah was that drop in the end zone mm-hmm. right there was a broken coverage that you could tell it was a broken coverage so so you know i'm i'm whatever about his play calling abilities i think he did a good job in the in the in in, in the Super Bowl, but I'm not going to give them all the credit for that. I give no, nah, because one could say that they just shr- the Rams just shrunk in the moment, right? Goff didn't perform, Gurley didn't perform, so so you can make that case too. Yeah, this is crazy because I'm 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 circling back around to Lewis's point. I think I don't think he's 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 going to be the next Sean McVay, but I think I think the Dolphins are trying to to do the Patriots business structure so right where it's kind of plug and play and as long as you got the quarterback so Lou, Lou is saying yeah Lou is saying we're still in the playbook but 
but the reality is but the, the reality is those guys have been around for 20 years going to the going to the Super Bowl and going to the playoffs and they've ran through a bunch of coordinators and a bunch of coaches and all those dudes have gone on to to head coaching jobs some of them have stayed some of them have left some of them are still in the league and the Patriots have stayed there because just like the players it doesn't matter who you plug in as a coach in there yep they still do the job so I think what they're going to do though is because I think the Dolphins are on the hook for Tannehill's contract next year. No, they're not. They're going to cut or trade him. They, if, they, if they cut him, they're on the hook. They owe him 18. No, they won't. It, it depends. It depends. If he's a post-July 1st cut, it, they get $18 million off the books, and it's only 13 in dead cap for the rest of the year. They got to give him 13. 13. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You could actually choose to stick with him for one more year if you wanted to, because I'm pretty sure he's in the final year of his contract. No, I don't uh, think, but yeah. they're probably not going to do that because that'd be that'd be toxic for the locker room. But yeah, they are on the hook to pay him at some. No, and, and also that you, yeah, and also you got to keep you know that's another roster spot. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, they're doing the same thing with the with the with the safety. Uh, which one? Uh, what's his name? Rashad Jones. Jones, yeah. Uh, no, I haven't heard any mention of him. It might be. I don't know. He could be a guy that hits the chopping block. I don't know. As a Dolphins fan, I hope not. But when you're a team that's potentially tanking next year for a top draft pick in the 2020 draft, it and you're rebuilding, and he's going to get old. Yeah. yeah. So I think next year is going to be a really sucky season. Oh yeah, no, it's going to be terrible. I think the year after that, if I heard correctly, they can have potentially over 130 of cap space. Yeah. So I'll tell you right now the game plan, right? So again, I like the coaching plan, uh, but more so I kind of like, I mean, I don't know if I like it or not. And I'll, I'll tell you my gripes with the plan too, but for all intents and purposes, the plan appears to be 2019 draft and sign guys for the trenches, O-line, D-line, linebacker. Fill up those spots because you're talking about O-line and D-line probably being, being the biggest holes on the roster. Tanking this year, right? So you you cut Tannehill and you get a guy like, I don't know, a Bridgewater for the year, right? And the hope is that you pull kind of a Raiders thing where you basically just you send out a non-competitive roster for the year. Hope they go like 4-12, and 12, let's say, and you end up with like a top five pick where you can draft a guy like uh, Tua out of Alabama who Steven Ross apparently really likes. And he's supposed to be like a top-tier quarterback. Uh, him and I think Herbert's another one. I don't know if it's Herbert or Hubert. I could be wrong on the pronunciation. But there's a lot of top-tier quarterback talent in the next draft. So basically the mindset is why settle for the third or fourth best quarterback in this draft when you can just fucking forego the next year and then draft a top-tier guy in the next one. And with all that extra cap space, it'd be a lot easier to bring in some guys uh, to help them next year or two right so i have my reserves with that plan but <laughs> so here, here's what i think they 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 might do this is what i think they're gonna do um i think they're gonna look at it and say <clears throat> you need to you need to hit a home run with a quarterback and we're gonna spend money on the quarterback right and then everybody else will fill in with small contracts whether it's it doesn't matter who it is, where it comes from, where they get, where we get them, as long as they're fillings. But they know they 
figured out that the league is already quarterback. Mm. So you can have the, the quarterback spend money on that quarterback. Right. And fill in everything else. It, and they also know if you don't hit it with a quarterback, you're going to end up having the Green Bay Packers. Right? Mm. Give a little bit of money to everybody. Give a lot of money to the quarterback. And he'll get you to the <clears throat> he'll get you to the playoffs. He'll get you he'll get you close to the promised land. If it's a Brady, he's gonna get you a ring. If it's a Rogers, a Breeze, they're gonna get you rings. But at least get you close. It's, yeah. Instead of spending a lot of money on the Indominus. On everywhere. <laughs> on everywhere. Indominus really. tools of the world, right? Yeah. And guys like that. Because they they've they've figured out, hey, look, man. Nobody's nobody's spending, especially with what happened with, with Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm, yeah. That they we didn't have to give A B, he can walk, they still have Juju Smith. And knowing with this Le'Veon guy, Bell, he can walk, they still got James Conner. Right? So oh my god, Bell's gonna leave, Bell's gonna leave. Bell left and they got James Conner in the back. And they didn't have to give yeah. him any money. So when that happened, that changed the game. And people are like, you know what? You don't have to pay you, you know you gotta to pay the quarterback. Yeah, so let's, let's, let's hit a big. Um, I think the Rams got to pay golf. Oh, God, I hope not. But they got to pay golf next year, right? Because he's his uh, rookie year ends now, right? His rookie contract. Yeah, if you believe he's getting resigned, I hope not. But hey, but then again, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you. I do think they're gonna move on from golf. They have I don't know trade him or if they just let him walk. But I don't think golf reups with that team. Dude, after that performance, and not just that, but like the second half of the year, like, come on. Dude. Especially when you consider the fact that everyone's praising McVay as the offensive genius right. and not off as a generational Because he's right. not. Yo, the only reason the Rams were playing like they were playing was because of the running game. And that defense. Well, yeah, the defense and the running game, but like it, Goff could have been any quarterback. Yeah. And literally any other quarterback would have fit in that system. Yeah, so I think they... they I think they're gonna try to do that. <clears throat> I think the Dolphins are gonna go for that, which is hit a home run with a quarterback and just right. and just fill in fill in the spaces and get the system right. Yeah, yeah. Once you have the system right, then you can plug and play whichever label you want. My only issue with the whole tanking thing is that this team has never fully committed to a tank before. Like they were in prime position to tank for Andrew Luck back in 2012 after they went like 0-7 to start the year and they still came back and won like six games and completely fucked up the tank and got Tannehill as a result. The difference is now it used to be a planned tank, right? So they're not, they don't, I don't think they plan on bringing any competitive players out next year. Now, how well that works? Well, it really all depends on the players you bring out because they're, trust me when I say it, no head coach and no NFL player on any NFL roster is actively saying, oh yeah, we should totally lose this game, even though it's totally winnable for us. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have a guy wide open end zone intentionally dropping a touchdown pass because it could have potentially won them the game or something. You know what I'm saying? Like no, and, and not just that, that, I mean, I get that, that, um, you know, we have as fans, right? We might have the fantasy of, uh, you know, the team and, and and you sacrifice for the team and you want to win and we all want to win. And, and you think, a lot of fans think that the players think the same way that they think, which is crazy. <laughs> but the reality is that it, it's that, that those systems work like capitalism. A player is not going to tank because he's not going to get money next year. Mm-hmm. 
So he's going to be like, you guys can tank if you want, but I'm looking for a contract. I'm going out here and I'm going to catch these passes. I'm going to so catch these passes. I'm going to run these routes. I'm going to run through some blocks because I want to get a contract. Yeah. So even if they want to tank, mm -hmm. the players are still going to pull through and make it hard for you to tank. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they want they want to get paid. They don't want to go out there and look like trash and then not get paid anywhere else. So it, 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 it almost, it's almost impossible for them to tank on purpose not to mention they also want to prove their worth so that when you do bring in this you know quarterback whoever jesus whoever you want to call right whether it's tua whether it's whoever you know they want to make a case for now staying on the roster right you know they don't want to be part of a roster move or something right uh but uh but yeah uh final thoughts on that is that i like the hire the the plan seems solid if we draft well and things turn out the way we want it to turn out. Uh, but uh, I have my reserves on that actually happening. Danny, over or under what? four years for the new coach? Four years for the new coach? Over or under? Honestly, here's the thing. He has five years fully guaranteed on his contract. Doesn't fucking matter because you can fire a head coach at any given yeah. time. Uh, but I think... He may get lucky because right now, because they finally fixed the fucking structure of who's reporting to who in the organization, because before it was, you know, president, coach, both report to the owner. Now it's coach reports to the president, president reports to the, to the owner. That's a much better structure of command there. What that means for Brian Flores, though, is any shortcomings of any team he has in the next two to three years, he can solely put on the GM. Because the because the guy we have there now, Chris Greer, was here during the Adam Gase years. But guess what he said? Oh no, but it's not my fault. Mike Tannenbaum and, and Gase are the ones running this, not me. I have great ideas for this team. You know, make me head of, head of football operations. And Ross goes, all right, fuck it, we'll give you a chance. Boom. So now when Flores struggles two to three years, right? Let's say they tank this year, they miss the mark on the key the following year, and third year they're still fucking they're you know, Browns 2.0. Right. <laughs> I think Steven Ross is down with Flores and he's like, look, I'm just coaching the team that Chris is bringing to me. You know, if I was the one picking the players, I'd pick this guy, I'd pick. So I think he can kind of smooth his way to a fourth year. So over under, I'm going over just because I think he can do because you're talking about the first two years being guaranteed because they they want to tank this year. Then you need a year to develop the quarterback after the third year is when you'll start seeing stuff. But I don't think you're going to fire anyone after that third year. So I think he's going to get more than four. Like there's a good chance he leaves because his contract expires or they let it expire. I should say whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. <laughs> Lou, so you say nowhere but up for the Dolphins. Nowhere but up, baby. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. All right. All right. So now let's let's move on to my topic. Let's talk turkey. NBA, a sport I legitimately have no knowledge about. But let's jump right in because I don't want to <laughs> because I don't want to talk about the sport. I want to talk about the state of affairs of their transfer market because 
everything that's happening in sports mm-hmm. right now with the transfers is getting transfers and trades lately. the trades the transfers it's and trades the trades the trades things that in, in soccer in soccer trades transfers is european i'm sorry i'm fucking european i want to clear things up <laughs> whatever man you know what i mean moving from one team to another shit has been getting crazy across all sports really all the sports have been getting crazy it seems like every year they pay someone more than they should every year you have more and more divas so right now i want to talk about the whole lavar lonzo and whatever the other two little shits are called the whole ball family who i think is doing nobody any favors i don't think they're doing anybody any favors with how they're how they're doing this man. Mm. So Lonzo, the correct me if I'm wrong here. From what I understand, Lonzo Ball was drafted by the Lakers as possibly the next big thing. Yeah. He was an LA native okay. and he was seen as one of the top prospects in that draft. Right. And Lavar, who is a father, has a big fucking mouth. Both metaphorically and physically. <laughs> that is all Okay. Accurate. That is all accurate. All right. So, so check this out. If, if you're following the NBA, then you've already heard this. I don't like, I like, it's not that I don't like it. I just, I've never gotten really into it. I've been to games. I see it every once in a while. I'll watch a game on the TV or I'll go to the, uh, the American Airlines arena, but I'm not like a religious watch the NBA, watch every game. No. Yeah, I get you. But I do follow the trade. The, the trades and the deadline and all that stuff because I think that shit's fascinating. Yeah, which as of the the time of this recording, trade deadline is literally Thursday. tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so so here's the thing, right? The Lakers, I I don't know. We'll know by the time this comes out. Yeah. yeah. But I want to talk about the story up to this point. So the Lakers want Anthony Davis. Oh, oh, seagull eyebrows. Right. <laughs> Right, they they want Anthony Davis, who was a number two pick, number one, number one pick, number one pick, number one overall. Who was okay, whatever, never mind. Number one overall, Uh, Anthony Davis seems to be on the up and up. Yes, he's at he's at the prime. He's in this prime. All right, cool. That's top shelf. So yes, top shelf top top shelf. So they want him. Hmm. Anthony Davis wants out of the Pelicans because he's not getting anywhere there. Correct. Hmm. He wants to win. All right, let's let's just say he wants to get paid. Can okay. we agree on that? Cool. Realistically, he just wants to go to a different market. He wants to go to a big market team. He wants to sell jerseys. New Orleans is a small market town. Okay. So cool. he wants to sell jerseys, like Carlos said a couple episodes back, or before. I don't think that was even on record. Probably not, but that's that's what it comes down to. Okay, he perfect. To so he wants to do that, and then as part of that, the Lakers wanted to trade basically all of their young players. Yes, it was Lonzo. like four of them. Lonzo, yeah, Lonzo Kuzma, Ingram, and a first rounder was, I think, their like highest offer. And I'm sure there were some other no name uh, players in there. Uh, but yeah, it was a pretty substantial offer. Right. Well, substantial in the sense of a lot of things being sent to them. Right. Right. Substantial in terms of things. Yeah, and I think two picks also. All right. So here's here's uh, what they were. Uh, okay. Two, so I found it. They yeah, want they Ball, Cal, uh, Kuzma. Kuzma. Right, Cal- Brandon mm-hmm. Ingram, Josh Hart, Ivica Zubak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus two first round picks and the absorption right, yeah. of Solomon Hill's contract. Right. Yeah, they say 
option of Solomon Hill's contract. I find that to be the funniest thing. Yeah, they could just it really, say cash. Really is, yeah, because it really is just <laughs> absorbing the dude's contract. Just say cash. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so continue. So the Lakers, from my point of view, I don't know if this is accurate. It seems like they're fucking desperate to get him. And they are. Bro, it's that that's the that's the guy. Right, that's right? the, the, like the you, guy to get. But at one point, like it's like, all right, shit. I'll trade you him, but give me your whole fucking team and give me cash on top. The thing is, okay. so it seems yeah. like a really lopsided deal. But at the same time, here's yeah. here's what happened, right? So Lavar Ball has been outspoken the whole time. I, I didn't they do? Correct me if I'm wrong here. Didn't they do a pickup event with Lonzo and the other little kid, and they played each other? And it was like in Vegas, and it was like on ESPN and shit, and it was just a one-on-one. I do fuck with that family. Probably, yeah, sorry. probably they have a bunch of. They had a bunch. They of seem like they whatever. really want to be the Kardashians of basketball. Oh, because they do, and they're fucking ruining. They it. do. That's so, so the Lakers are fucking desperate, and they're giving all these players like, here's cash on top, here's this, give me Anthony Davis, and the Pelicans keep asking for more, and the Lakers keep giving them more. And then finally reaches a point where they're like, all right, fuck it. It looks like this is going to happen. And yeah. then here comes. The f- at this moment, at this moment, I think it's worth noting that apparently Lakers, Pelicans conversations are non-existent. Well, like they're, yeah. They've stopped talking to yeah, each other. Yeah, because look what happened. Point. Then LeVar comes with a big ass mouth and started and started. He, he shut <laughs> up for like a full year. For like a full year, he didn't talk, which was crazy. I didn't see him in the news. I didn't see anything. Right. Magic Johnson was telling him, hey, we're trying to get LeBron. Right. Can you and shut then they up? Were, whatever. And they shut, he shut the fuck up. And it was beautiful. And for a second, it looked like everything was peaceful. And then this happens. And then finally things are going well. And he opens his big fucking mouth. He's like, I want to go f- there. Fuck that. Right? And then he starts saying, I want to go to the Phoenix Suns. And then that fucked everything up because now the pelicans are like fuck that i don't need that fucking drama because even if i take lonzo ball even if we agree to this then i got to deal with that big mouth and he's gonna fucking ruin it and on the mm-hmm. other end i'm sh- also i can give you more insight on that trade later if you want but continue sure and then now other teams if i'm another team and if i'm another manager i'm thinking all right it's kind of like the Le'Veon bell situation do i want the drama that's coming with this player no right and and the answer like you said is no nobody wants that fucking drama no one wants them making your team look bad will there be a this guy eventually deals with him and puts up with it sure right maybe, but no one but, wants. i mean it's not it's not worth it yeah lavar ball came uh came out started bad mouthing the coach uh, luke is his name luke Watson, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah started bad mouthing him started bad mouthing the lakers started bad mouthing the pelicans mm-hmm. like dude do you really want like i feel really bad for those kids because even if they had potential lavar is fucking ruining it for them you mean for the balls? This is like a yes the balls yeah the balls the balls the ball family the ball family gotcha <laughs> okay whatever man and he wants to go to phoenix and he stated that if they go there, they have to get Leangelo and Lamelo, which is the two little kids, because he wants all three of them starting for the same team. Man. Legitimately, fuck Lavar Ball. Like, don't fuck him, fuck him, but like fuck him metaphorically. Like, fuck you with a middle finger. 
Gotcha. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Nobody fuck LeVar Ball anymore. It'll make your kid go to NBA. It's fucking uh, bullshit. No more. Please, please, don't, please. Nobody make any more balls. Please, no more balls. <laughs> All right. So then we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.